podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to Club Deck Corner, where we're here this evening or whenever this comes out to you to do a Kenny something a wee bit different and something a wee bit special for um, the upcoming um, testimonial match that will be getting played against Newcastle for the one and only Alan McGregor. Um, full house as well tonight, which it seems like it's been an age. Um, so before we get into things and how things are going to work, um, I just I'll go around the houses, introduce everyone, and then just get, want to get your thoughts on Alan McGregor himself, any favourite moments or things like that. So first up, Ali Pearson, how are you? Very well. You want my favourite moment? I thought you were going to go around everyone and say how you doing first, Scotia, but yes, no, Alan McGregor. No, you can go. Al McGregor. No, there's so much to say about Al McGregor. I think we've covered Al McGregor quite a lot this season in terms of what he's done for Rangers. Um, argument is he the greatest ever Rangers goalkeeper. Andy, we grew up with Andy Gorham, obviously. Got the pleasure of meeting Andy Gorham. I, I just think I, I think the Gregor's eclipsed him now. The amount of times he's um, the years he's been with Rangers now. And favourite moment, Alan McGregor. Something completely curveball when he kicked that Mark McNeil in the back against Hibs. When <laughs> it go with that because that sums Alan McGregor up completely because he came back into the dressing room and said I never touched him and it was all over Sky Sports and Stephen Gerrard was like. What are you all about? But that sums Al McGregor for me. No, I, I get what you mean there. And you're right, we have done an awful lot. We've discussed Alan McGregor quite a lot over the pods that we've been doing over the last couple of years. So I kind of was conscious that I didn't want to go for like another pick your favourite moments, do something a wee bit different. Um, but uh, also introduce uh, Scott Carney here, things with you. And you get anything that, that springs to mind straight away in terms of Alan McGregor moments? Yeah, hi, mate. How's it going? Um... There's so many. Um, I think Ali's, Ali's pretty spot on what he's saying there about McGregor. I, I will always think that Gorham's the best goalkeeper I've ever seen because I do believe that at a point Gorham was considered world class. I'm not sure Alan McGregor ever got there, but in terms of longevity, then McGregor can't really be touched. Um, he can't really be touched for the success he had. Uh, an absolute madman, but an absolute hero. Um, that's that's absolutely sure, Alan McGregor. It was, it's, been a, it's been a privilege. Um, it's been a privilege to see him um, not only once, but twice at our, our club. So, uh, favourite moment? Um, there's too many. Um Maybe the woman he said, oh, "I just stuck my hand out and saved it." That was probably that's quite a good one. Uh, and I'll, another one probably when he shouted at John Beaton uh, at Patoji during COVID when he was shouting, "Is that not red, John? <laughs> that's that not red?" Um, again, I think I just summed the guy up. There's far too many saves for us to be able to sit here and pick out moments. I think of Alan McGregor. The guy's a, a, an absolute walking legend. He really is. Uh, thoroughly deserves to be in the, the Hall of Fame, and there'll be a, a character that is a character that. It's missed around Ibrox, that is for sure. But yeah, I'll go with again, kind of on the summer lines as Ali when he was, he was shouting at John Beaton. That was that was particularly funny. Yeah, indeed it was. Um, yeah, and then finally rounding up the the houses and giving us a full house for tonight. It's uh, Mr. Ryan Haymarch. How are you? And tell us your favourite Alan McGregor moment. Good evening, mate. Good evening, everyone. Or good morning, good afternoon, whenever you watch or listen to this. Um, <clears throat> I, I think that's a great idea that you had, Scotia. Firstly, just coming up with us to. To do an Alan McGregor um, podcast because he, he thoroughly deserves it. He's a legend of the club and 
I do not use that term lightly. Um, Alan McGregor, for me, and it will be all of the comments and when this pod goes out that no, it's Gorham, no, it's McGregor arguments. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer. I think it's a great debate to have in the pub. Me personally, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but if you asked me this maybe three or four years ago, I wouldn't have. Alan McGregor's the greatest, uh, greatest goalkeeper I've seen at Rangers. I just think he's had so many big moments, um, probably more big moments than Andy Gorham did have. Um, and the amount of time, the amount of Obviously, he's had two spells. He's, he's played with the club for a long time, came through the youth youth ranks. But my favourite Alan McGregor moment, just like everybody else, there's so many. Um, but I think I'll, I'll give it the big moment, the big moment of saving that Sam Last penalty probably has to go down as, as one of the, the biggest moments he had in his career. Um, that was a big swinger for us because they've won the league. Um, and yeah, he's an absolute legend, a joy to watch in a Rangers jersey. I always go on about attitude, standard, desire. He's got it all. He looks like an upcase when he's in goals, but it's because he's desperate for Rangers to win. He's, he's just pretty much like me in the stand, as you know, when I'm bashing to use about somebody making one bad tackle or not marking a man at the back post. He's exactly like me, an absolute nutcase. And it's just because he, he's determined and desperate for Rangers to win every single game. And I absolutely love the guy, so I'm looking forward to this pod. Yeah, no, I see what you say there about McGregor. I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I now think Alan McGregor's the best ever Rangers goalkeeper. I think Andy Gorham will always be my favourite Rangers goalkeeper, but I think now Alan McGregor's just surpassed that in terms of being the best, given the length of time that he played. And um, yeah, let's get any let's get any things. Um, like I say, we could sit here all night and just talk about individual moments. You know, team performances with Alan McGregor was involved in. Wanted to do something slightly different, um, Brian. Like you'd mentioned, uh, Alan McGregor's been at the club sorry over two separate separate occasions. That first occasion was um, interspersed by loan spells to St Johnson and Dunfermline um, between the 2001-2002 season until the 2011-2012 season. Then left the club for a period, going to teams like Besiktas, Hull City, and Cardiff City before returning to the club um, to see out the remainder of his career between the 2018-2019 season until the, the end of the season just that we've just um, finished watching there. Um, so what I wanted to do, and I please urge all the, the viewers to get involved in this as well, is I asked you guys to come up with the 10 players, 10 outfield players that you would have in your, your Alan McGregor team. So that can be, it needed to be a player that had played minutes with Alan McGregor in the team. So having a wee look at that, Alan McGregor's played over 500 games for Rangers. I was you know, doing the research for this. It's very difficult going back to those early games and actually getting a concrete number because I've, I've looked at Transfer Market, I've looked at Wikipedia, I've looked at the Rangers archives. They've all got slightly different totals in how many games Alan McGregor actually did play. But it was over 500, to say the least. There was um, at least 187 players that you could have all picked from uh, <laughs> for, the, for this team. Um, yeah, so we'll get into the thing, swing of things with it. And what I would say is that of these 10 players, and somewhat surprisingly, there's only one player that each of you have picked that are the same in the teams. No one's picked more than one player, you know, for all three years. And also, everyone's also picked someone that's unique to their team as well, that maybe one of the other guys the guys haven't, haven't picked. So, you've made it fairly easy for me as well in terms of the formations that you've picked. It's, you could argue a 4-4-2, 4-3-3 type of formation with with the players' names that you've provided me. Um, so we'll just do it in the usual order, start from you know right back as they read out the teams kind of thing, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Um, now, Carney, I'll let you start, since you were 
you were on the ball with us and got your team across to me. Uh, the earliest out everyone. Can you tell us who your right back that you would pick in this team? We'll do like a smart ass in the class. I'm the one if somebody asks for something, I get it done. That's what I'm going to say. I'm looking forward to hearing Ali's team when he just picks the 55 season team because he's, he's thought about this about <laughs> three minutes ago before he came on air. Um, my right back is uh, has to be James Tavernier. Um, I don't think there's really. And I mean, that'll infuriate people just from the get-go, me saying James Tavernier, but arguably the best right-back of modern times for Rangers, I think, um, personally. Um, it has to be it has to be him. I don't think there's anybody that's really going to have left a stamp on the, the club the way that he has, um, in recent, as I say, in recent times, and especially in a right-back position. Um, the, the His stats alone, I think, for me, were enough for me to say that he deserved to be in the... The the McGregor eleven, uh, the McGregor eleven. As I say, they've played two hundred and what is it, Scotia? You did you write it down? Two hundred and it's over. It's over two hundred and ten at least. I think yeah, it's about two hundred and eleven. It... Which is a, a lot of appearances to have made together. Um, a lot of appearances to made to have made together. So, yeah, for me, um, it had to be James Tavernier. Um, I say you can obviously look at others that have. Played there before, um, argue different cases that, that we've had better right backs than than James Tavernier, um, but as people will, as people always will. But for me, um, for what McGregor is, um, for what James Tavernier has achieved at this club in terms of stats and appearances and kind of consistency throughout his career, in my opinion, um, in my opinion, then my right back is James Tavernier. So a choice. There are a few other names there that you like. You do mention that you could, probably could be considered. And like I say, listeners, viewer, um, viewers, get your names into the comments. There are a few others there. Won't come at them right away, just in case anything's any different from the other lads. Um, Ali, come to you. Have you got anything, any improvement on Tav, or what's your thoughts? When I was picking my <coughs> McGregor team, because he. He did start at Rangers quite early, Scotia. I think I texted you today going, I was starting from the 2006 season, I think I said, when he really established himself, played 30 odd games. So I kind of started for there. Um, there's a few right backs, a few curveballs. I'm not going to say any in case Ryan says one, but I can't disagree with Carney. I've, I've got Tav there at right back, inducted into the Hall of Fame, same time as McGregor there. Divides the support, Alan McGregor. I know I've got a man just below me in the podcast that is in that brigade um, in the Govan front. Um, but, um, I'm actually in the same room as you, Ali. If we go by the clock there, I was about to ask, Ryan. Generally, I was about to ask, did Ali buy you that as a, like, a housewarming present? He's just went, What can I buy him? Oh, that clock, I know where I bought that. I'll just get that. Ryan, so he's got the same man. clock. He got two for one, top man. <laughs> two for one. Uh, no, he divides the support, Tav, but I, I honestly think in years to come, you'll look back at Tav and go, what a player he was. £200,000 he cost us, bounced about a few clubs down in England, but £200,000, he's been some bit of business. Yeah, defensively, he's not great, but you look at modern-day fullbacks now, Scotia, I mean, you're a defender at heart, but modern-day fullbacks, you look at Trent Alexander at Liverpool, they're not clever at the back, but what they give you going forward is is um, is more than enough to be honest. His assists, goals. If James Tavernier could defend and do what he does, he wouldn't be at Rangers, and he wouldn't cost two hundred thousand pounds. So, for me, it has to be Tav. There's lots of other players there, but I have to give it to Tav. 
Yeah, there, there are an, an awful lot of players, and we come to well, Ryan. We'll come to you, and I think this is um, the, the, the perfect start as well. Because um, what can I say? We all remember that uh, Alan McGregor made his Rangers debut in February two thousand and two, um, coming off the bench when we beat four for six nil. Um, the right back that you've went with actually left Rangers in December two thousand and one, so it didn't play yeah. Alan McGregor. It did, it did, but, but. There was a game down at Coburnley one night, a friendly down at Coburnley, where McGregor and Rayner did play. McGregor had been frozen out at the time. Off a cloudy arena. Um, so they played, they played a friendly together down at Coburnley. Oh and God, I was shit. actually at the game. I was at the game, and, and it's probably Rayner's best performance ever. Actually, probably one of the best performances I've seen in a Rangers jersey. Uh, so unfortunately, you guys missed out that night. Uh, oh. I, thought, I thought Alan McGregor was 2001. I did look into this. So I thought Alan McGregor was 2001 Scotia. So I genuinely did. That is a genuine mistake. I thought they played together. If that is the case, and I'll look into it further after the podcast, then obviously I'll have to change my right back. I love Reina, and Reina wasn't just a <clears throat> Reina wasn't just a choice to go against James Tavenier, because James Tavenier, I think, is the obvious choice. But I had a look at it because I was an advocate fanatic, and I loved Advocate's team, how they played football. And Rayner was one of my favourite players. So I always liked him as a right back. So, yes, maybe off to the first blooper of the night. And I'm hoping it's my last. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I thought I'd just bring it up. You know, when you because when I did see that you'd put Rayner in there, I was like, wait a minute. Is, is, did he play with them? I mean, obviously, they would have been the same Negri squad. Front, Scotia. Well, <laughs> has he got Marco Negra up front? Has he? Has he picked Ali McCoyst up front as well? Like, I'm, I'm going for goals, guys. I like goals. Yeah. And as well, I think as well, I didn't really want to pick the friendlies because, like you can imagine, trying to look back to see some of the early friendlies in the 2000s, early 2000s, it's really difficult to kind of come across that information. It obviously gets easier the closer it is to now, but um, yeah, Reina was a that made me chuckle. But a couple of names that we could have there as well is like Alan Hutton. I think he's probably the, the other obvious candidate for me. Yeah. Rickson um, played right back for a while before he moved into yeah, midfield. That's right. Aye. Although they didn't play yeah, very that, many games together, him and Rickson, I don't think. No, Sandy Jardin, Sandy Jardin, there at the same time. Alec Cleland, was he there? Uh, <laughs> we could go on. Yeah, we could go on, we could go on, but um, I think as well, the way we'll do it, obviously, guys, get your comments in, but Tav would have been my choice, so we're, we're putting in, as a pod, we're going to put Tav in there. Um, Ryan, I'll stay with you, I'll let you redeem yourself, and um, you can choose the yeah. first of your centre-halves that you're playing alongside um, Alan McGregor. Um, my first of my centre-halves is John Gregg, I thought he had me in McGregor, but <laughs> no. Um, first of my centre-half was Carlos Quella. <coughs> Obviously, when he had uh, McGregor to the first um, Europa League final, it was the UEFA Cup final at the time, I believe. Um, they were brilliant together. like They were just a backbone of a, of a, a brilliant team. Um, Quella, for me, is arguably one of the best in the half I've ever seen for Rangers. I thought he was top drawer. I thought he was great with the ball at his feet. I thought he was brilliant in the air. And he had a brilliant song, which is very rare that we have a great song for a player and they're also they're good players as well. But I think he was a huge part of that team getting to the final with some of the performances. Obviously, him and another centre-half, which I'm scared to mention in case someone's got him, um, they, they were phenomenal in that European run. And Queller obviously went for for good money as well down to the Premier League. And, and that's the kind of model that we need to look at, bringing players like that in at that level um, to sell them on to the Premier League or Saudi League. 
depending on what kind of money they're looking for. But yeah, for me, Carlos Cuella was a fantastic player. I loved watching him. And he's he was one of those type of players, Scotia, that when you watch, you think to yourself, we ain't holding on to him long. If he keeps playing like this, he's going to go to a big team in Europe or one of the big leagues. And he did so. I think it was a Villa he went to, Carlos Cuella, wasn't it? Straight away. And then had a spell at Sunderland, maybe, I think. But yeah, Carlos Cuella for me, was a, that was an obvious choice, so... Um, I'm surprised that we don't all have him and it'll be interesting to see the other centre-halves for the boys. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, he was one of the first names that came to my mind when I was thinking about it. Um, I'd like you say that the big problem for me with Queller is just the fact that he was only there for that season. You know, if he'd been there even longer, it would have been better. Um, Ali, I'll come to you. Have you got any difference to that in terms of a centre-back? Well, I've got Queller as well. Um, as you know, Scotia. So I was playing Coella as a left-sided centre-half. I was going to have somebody as my right-sided centre-half. But since Ryan said Coella, I will say Coella now. Um, we actually got to meet Carlos Coella, Scotia, in a, a night. You were a bit, um, kind of a bit taunt to your hand up there buying signed-framed <laughs> photographs of stuff at the time. But it was, um, no, he was a nice guy to meet Coella. We did sing that song to Ryan, you'll be pleased to hear, to Coella. Um, he did enjoy it. But no, good guy. I think he played every single game that season in the when we got to the final of the UEFA Cup. Fantastic, fantastic um, defender. A Rolls Royce, read the game, wasn't scared to put his head in where it hurt. I was gutted when he left to go to Villa. I was really gutted because he was a cracking defender, he really was. But I agree with I. He was one of the first ones that came in my mind. Queller. I was humming and hawing between him and another guy. Um Two guys, but I'm not going to say in case Carney's get one. But I Quella. Two guy, <laughs> two guy, two guy, not two guy, two guys. <laughs> one that's covered uh, the played... team, and another guy that played after him. I don't think I don't think two guy played with McGregor either. Um, but um, no. Carney, right? They they've both picked um, Carlos Queller there. Um, I'll come to you then in terms of and maybe keep it in terms of the left centre back position um, yeah. because I think your choice could be quite interesting. Probably where the debate comes. Okay, before I say it, right, I'll have my say on Queller as well. Queller was a fantastic defender, taking absolutely nothing away from the guy. Honestly, a Rolls Royce here at a centre half. He was, he was tremendous, really, really tremendous. But I never, I never loved him. If that makes sense, I didn't really find. And maybe that's because he wasn't here that long. I don't know. I don't know. But my pick um, for that side was Majid Bouguera. Um I loved Boogie. I absolutely loved him. Um, I've never seen a centre-half... Well, we try, we've seen Amoruso trying to do what Bouguera did by breaking up the park and scoring goals, but there was something about Bouguera for me that uh, I just absolutely loved the guy. And the wee wink as well, that'll always... Always stay with you. It'll always stay with you. And I knew that... I knew Quella was a shoe-in from pretty much everybody. So I decided to be a wee bit, a wee bit more left, left field, I suppose. Um, but no, I thought Boogie was solid. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was a great player. I really did. I thought he was a, a bit of a maniac, uh, but in a good way. A maniac, the way all centre halves should be a wee bit crazy. I think, I think Boogie was like that. So instead of going for the obvious choice of Quella, and again, not, not take anything away from Quella because he was great, but I, I went for Bagheera because uh, I just loved him more. Yeah, no, but like you say, Boogie, well, that was a choice between me. Obviously, was there for that extra season longer, you know, playing with us. Yeah, so probably. A bit more longevity. And I can, mm-hmm. I can understand why you would maybe opt for that. But I think when I just thought of this straight away, 
um, Queller was like the name street one of the names first on my on my sheet. Uh, um, don't, don't get I don't get me wrong, mate. Like Queller definitely was for me as well, but I thought everybody will pick him. So yeah, and I'll stay with you, Carney. Actually, who are you um, teaming up in centre defence along with Begera? Again, this should be controversial, I think, because people will not like to hear it, but I'm picking Connor Goldson. Um, I, I think in terms of um, centre-halves for this club, I think when when Goldson finally moves away from the club, I think history will be very, very kind on the guy. Um, I think he'll be remembered in the same breaths as the greats that we've had um, at centre-half. I think Connor Goldson's story alone um, probably makes me think that he deserves a, a place here because he obviously he'd major surgery and stuff that he had to go through in a big recovery for him and he probably at times didn't realise, didn't know if he was going to get to play football ever again um, and to come back and to play a game, uh, to play a season where he did not miss one single game for us um, is incredible, actually is incredible. Um, I really like Conor Goldson, I do. I think he is imperative for this team in the current state that we're in and has been for the past few years. I think he's a, a solid defender. I think he's a leader um, for us, and I think he absolutely gets the football club. I think he understands the football club. And, uh, yeah, again, there was obvious choice. There was other choices as well. Don't get me wrong. But um, I'm going to stick stick to my guns and say that I think and I think the future will be very kind to him. Um, and he's a, he's a solid, solid, solid centre-half. And I think him and Boogie in that defence would be a sight to see. So my pick for the second centre-half is uh, Conor Goldson. Yeah, when you sent the team through and I seen Connor Golson there, I was well, I wasn't surprised. I wouldn't say I was surprised that raised some eyebrows, for me at least anyway. Um, but you kind of make a compelling argument there that you know, the minute I think Golson's one of the he's put one of the, these players that's played with McGregor the most. You know, there's not many other yeah. players that have played more than Connor Golson has with him. Um but defender at heart that I am, I'd maybe have a slightly different choice. And I think that was the same as one of your choices, Ali Pearson. Yeah, to be honest, I, I did think of Goldson. I, the way I was kind of thinking of it, kind of put more of the modern players that he's played with rather than just go back to the old guard of, of players that we we were with under maybe Walter Smith, etc. Um, the guy, I've, I, the problem was, I was going to, I actually thought I'd put Goldson, but then I thought I can't leave this guy out, Scotia. A guy that Walter Smith, when he came back after the Paul Gwen fiasco, came back and um, brought a guy in at age of 36 from Everton. Most folk, including myself, looked and went a 36-year-old defender in Sir David Weir, brought him back five seasons at Rangers, captain Rangers, captain Rangers to three, three trophies, uh, three league titles, sorry. Fantastic. I honestly thought he would be there but for a year just to just to steady the ship for us. I think that's what he was brought in, he steadied the ship, the spine of the team. That's where Walter Smith looked at, brought him in. But to stay to the age of 41, Scotia. The guy was a Rolls Royce. Yeah, he didn't have pace, but he could read a game. And he had a guy beside him, a, a queller, a big error. Let them do all the kind of donkey work, if you want to say. He'll read the game, but I thought he was a, a fantastic defender, especially the age he was, Scotia. And obviously he came on as a assistant manager at Rangers under Mark War, Warburton as well. He's now down at Brighton, but Sir Davy Weir for me um, all day long. I couldn't leave him out. No, you couldn't. And you make a good point there about in terms of the three titles that was won when Weir was there. You know, and that's three of the titles. I think Alan McGregor officially has only won four 
Scottish Premierships just because I think he's not played enough games in maybe some of the earlier seasons to be eligible to get that that league winners medal. And um, but you know three of them come in with with when Davy Weir was playing there. Um, Ryan, we'll finish up the centre defensive pairings with you. Have you get any any difference at all to Weir Queller? No, you've already said Queller Weir Goldson or Bagera. No, it was Davy Weir for me, but it was a <clears throat> it was a close corner Goldson was a close second. I'm a huge fan of Conor Goals. I think he's a great player. <clears throat> I think you see when he's not in that team what we like. But Davy Weir, kind of, it, it, it shut me up. I, I totally slated that signing. I thought Walter Smith had lost his marbles. I thought this is going to be a terrible signing. He's, he just doesn't get the standards of the team. How wrong could that be? I thought Davy Weir was a, a fantastic signing. Probably a type of sign I would like to see his mate now. Uh, we should have signed Davy Weir 10 years before we did. Um, just yeah, I can't really add much more than Alice, Alice said, but he was a great player and, and great well with Greg was there as well. Yeah, no, I mean I've we've spoken about Davy Weir in the past before, and you know, I think there was a he was a player that Walter Smith wanted when he was like breaking through at Hearts. I'm sure there was rumours that Walter Smith wanted him at Rangers, obviously ended up taking him down to Everton. But no, he was, was it a Falkirk he was at first. Uh, sorry, social was it Falkirk he was at first, wasn't it? Down in America as well. That's where he started. Ah, that's America. right, yeah, America, yeah. Yeah, so no, um, there we go. So in terms of the central defensive pair, and just in the way that it's been tallying up there, Carney, I apologise. It looks like it's going to have to be Davy Weir and Carlos Queller that are taking the centre half. Stewards inquiry, mate. Stewards inquiry. Um, Ryan, I'll stay with you because you've got a. Oh no, uh-huh. he's turned into a robot. Guys. I might be back. I might be back. Right, back. back. Yeah, he's back. He's Sorry. Back. So did you hear anything I said there or no? Just go, again. go with you for your left back because you've maybe got a name there that everyone will be shocked at that you've actually put Borna Barisic in, in, in a team here. No yes, way. Well, no, I just saw... have you put... no way. Guys, no, I did not put Borna Barisic, no. Um, <laughs> guy, I put, as, I've, as I've said previously, and I actually wondered if I got this wrong, but I think he held on a bit. So I put Arthur Newman, guys, because one of the best life facts I've seen at Rangers Um Fantastic player, loved when he signed the Rangers. Thought he played well under Advocates team and throughout his career. The only thing I would criticise about Newman's Rangers career is he had a bad injury. Not criticism on him, but that was a kind of shame. I think that it set him back quite a bit. But Arthur Newman was a fantastic player, and for me, one of the last probably world class players, if you want to say, that played the Rangers in terms of when you think of him and Van Bronckhorst and those type of players. I think when you watch Newman in that World Cup in 98, he was top drawer. You could tell that how good he was. So for me, Arthur Newman was probably a toss-up between him and, and David Robertson for the best left-back I've ever seen for Rangers. And Arthur Newman got it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's an interest, interesting choice because I did have a wee look into it when I was seeing it because I think he, did, he was involved in that um, the game that McGregor made his debut but it was the following season I don't think McGregor actually came off the bench at all he was always just on the bench so he didn't really didn't really play but I get what you mean about Newman in terms of he's played once with Newman that's maybe that's only once enough to I believe it's it's only once Uh, I'm I'm not 100% sure they ever played together to be honest it's funny um, because I've been doing a bit of research about Reina Reina and McGregor and there was a crossover guys so 
That's like, a cheat, that's like a cheat card Rangers because he's played one nah. game possibly listen boys sure. do your research Reina, Reina left Rangers December 2001 and McGregor was in the squad yeah no but it's interesting like I say interesting, interesting choice um, because there's other like I say potentially other left backs that maybe maybe spring to mind Carney and I know you've got someone different who's your left back Mr. 7 out of 10, mate. Mr. 7 out of 10. Um, again, I think Sasa Papach deserves to be here purely because Alan McGregor used to scream at him consistently. Um, for long periods of his career, he had to listen to Alan McGregor. So just on that basis alone, I think he deserves to be there. Sasa Papach is probably slightly more than a cult hero, but I think he's, he's kind of in that bracket and he was brought to the club as a centre half, and he was moulded into a left, uh, a left back. And yeah, I loved Sasa. I did. I, I thought Sasa, Sasa was uh, a tremendous player for Rangers. I really did. He was just so reliable. He really was so reliable. You very rarely did you have talking points where you were slating him, um, and that can't be said about a lot of the left backs that we've seen in recent times. So, no, it was a, quite an easy one for me. This because um, I loved him, uh, and I do think just for the absolute ribbon that he used to get off McGregor at every possible opportunity. It probably aged Sasa quite a bit playing with McGregor and um, having to listen to him a lot. So I'm going for I'm going for Papach mate's my left back. No, Sasa Papach is an absolutely um, brilliant shout. Um Ali, have you gone for anything different? Are you gonna ruffle the feathers of Ryan here and put Born in or what is your choice? I kind of think we've struggled at left back since the man Carney's mentioned there. You look who we've kind of brought in over the years. Andy Haldy, Mark Warburton, John Flanagan come in. Obviously Barisic. Mark Lee Warburton? Barisic. He was a I, brilliant left back for us, wasn't he? No, it says um, Andy Haldy was brought in under <laughs> Mark Warburton. All oh, right, all right. I get, I get you. Under <laughs> the Warburton years. He yeah. never played the same team there too. No, that's definitely a cheat card. That's definitely a cheat card. Ali's played there. <laughs> no, I've not. I've not. I've not, I've not, I've not put Andy Haldy in. I'm sure it did because Andy Haldy was under Gerard. Um, mm. But um, no, for me, it's um, I Barisic is a good shout. To be fair, I think Barisic is me good for us. I know Ryan can't stand Barisic, but you should see him in the pre-season videos. Ryan, he's looking ready to go for that left left back slot that next season. Uh, but um, he's allowed to get the back portion now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I I agree with Carney. It's Papich for me. I thought Papich was a was a, a brilliant player, but as Carney says, a, a seven out of ten is every every game. He'd never let you down. Used to see him in late. He's playing a lot of Legends games, Scotia as well, and he still looks like he could do a job, to be honest. He retired quite early on. I think he retired kind of early thirties, to be honest. But um I was a great player. Just never let us down and Type of guy you kind of want in a, in a football team and you can rely on. So, can I say more than Carney? So, Papich for me. Am I wrong or did Papich retire when he left Rangers? Is that Did he go to another team? I think he retired, retired after us. I think he did retire, yeah. I thought he did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's the same as Newman there, isn't it? They both they both them retired after they finished playing with Rangers. So. I'm still not sure about Newman, mate. You can't put Newman in that team. I'm going to need to look that up. <laughs> no, no <laughs> well, sure like I say... Like I say, we'll do it based on who gets picked the most. And um, Sasa Papac joins the defence there. So a defence of James Tavenier, David Weir, Carlos Queller, and Sasa Papac. All, all, all I've figured sorry? out sorry, so far as well is that 
if, if we've only picked a defence and I never want to pay, play Monopoly with Ryan, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, there'll be plenty of cheating happening now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. No, so that'll do us on the defence. Ali, were you going to ask something there? Well, just, did you pick Papich as well? Papich would have been my choice, yeah. But I'm, I'm I not waiting. really giving you my team. I was waiting for you, waiting for Andy Robertson, Andy Robertson for the Scotland team, and that's what I was waiting on. <laughs> Ali, if, you, if you'd listened to if you'd listened to the rules, you would know that it was only Rangers players, players that he's played with while at Rangers. So I think you should have fun with Scotland team in there as well, Scotia. That could have opened it up. For you. <laughs> a wee bit, yeah, a wee bit. But well, anyway, we'll move on to the the middle of the park, and like I say, it is probably a four four two four three three type of formation. And one of these players, Ryan, I'll come to you. Hopefully, you pick the person it is, but. All of you have selected this player. Who have you got in your the middle of the pitch to play alongside Alan McGregor? I I think the obvious one that we've all got, I'm ninety nine percent sure that'll be is the greatest player I've seen come through the youth academy and probably the best Scottish player I've seen, homegrown Scottish player I've ever seen. Um his first spell with Rangers, I thought he was world class. Absolutely world class. It was everything I wanted to see on on the pitch. Somebody from the stands playing for the club they love. Captain's armband on, led by example. They hated him. He had a swagger on him. In European nights, he was a maestro in midfield. And I don't say it like again. I thought he was world class sometimes in, in Europe under advocate and it's Barry Ferguson. I thought he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding uh, for Rangers in his first spell. Um, I did turn against him a bit when he decided to go to Blackburn, but let's not bring the, the pod down any. Um, he did come back and do very well as well. So, yeah, for me, Barry Ferguson, especially the first spell for me, but of course he done well when he come back. That first spell for me was was world class, and he returned to the club that he loved and and, and played played with McGregor, and obviously they're still friends friends to this day. But Barry Ferguson for me just epitomises everything I want to see on the pitch. He was just I was a hero for me, an absolute hero. I adored him when he played with Rangers because he was like you could see how much it meant to him and. See if he had two or three rows in the team just now, he would fancy a chance against anyone. He just he would do anything for Rangers to win, and very similar to Alan McGregor himself in terms of mentality, just would do anything for Rangers to win. So he was an obvious choice for me. Yeah, no, I'm glad you picked that person because that was the person that you've all all selected. Um, Carney, your thoughts? I know it's difficult in these type of things when it's the same player we've got picked. Feel free to repeat anything that Ryan said there. But what were your thoughts on this selection? Yeah, I can't really disagree with, with anything Ryan said. Um, there's always going to be a cloud that follows Barry Ferguson around because of the way that things happened for him at Rangers. I think that's that's the case. His, his little boy took over him far too much, if that makes sense, and his little boy mentality took over for him far, far too much. And that's my only real criticism I can have of Barry Ferguson. Apart from that, I adored the guy. That absolutely epitomised Rangers for me um, when, he, when he was in the middle of that pitch, running about with a peacock with his chest out, sp- spraying balls about, just owning the pitch. Uh, Ibrox was his. It was his living room. And everybody that came there was very aware that it was his. Um, again, I'd just be, I'd be painting the wall again with stuff that Ryan said. There is absolutely no danger that Barry Ferguson's in this team. No, yeah, I, I can't really disagree more. And um, Ali, do you want to give us our final thoughts? Because it's clear and obvious that this player was probably going to be at least one. I thought there would be more. If I'm, I'm telling the truth, I thought there would be more commonalities in the teams. Um, but not the case. But tell us what you think about Barry Ferguson. My 
favourite ever players, Alan McCoyce, but Barry Ferguson's really up there for me. Um, I kind of disagree with what Ryan Carney says. Epitifies what a Rangers player should be. Gets it, desire. Ryan says swagger. I want guys with swagger in that Rangers team. There's one guy I think we've brought in in January who I think, I'm not saying he's Barry Ferguson, but I'm saying he's got a style of Barry Ferguson and obviously Todd Cantwell. I think he's got very similarities to him. But um, no, Barry Ferguson. That's praise, by the way. That's high, that's high praise, mate. I'll give you that. No, no, I know. No, I know. But he's the first guy I've seen in a long time, Carney, that obviously yeah. he, he's got that swagger about him. You want swagger. Not, not an arrogance, but I, he just, give me the ball and I'll dictate. And he just, he, he just he ran that Rangers team. There was a season he scored, I think, nearly 20 goals or something, Scotia. He was fantastic. Came back, scored goals. The um, League Cup final, whatever it was, or um, to make it two each, we won it three two. But fantastic, we met him, Scotia, a night out, and he's got an aura about him. I remember the night we met him, Scotia, and you could tell he was in the room. He just had an aura about him, and then afterwards he was fiddling with your beard because it was a fantastic <laughs> beard you had that night. Um, but no, Barry Ferguson for me, just fantastic, fantastic midfielder. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. And like I say, no surprises that he's all, we've all went and selected him. I would have had him in my, my the team that I'd kind of jotted down, so he would be there. So he's a definite starter. Ali, stay with you because you actually mentioned someone who you've selected um, for your team, which maybe maybe raised some eyebrows, maybe because of the recency bias, or is it too soon? But um, who's another selection in your midfield? Yeah, I was I was looking at it, and I, like I said earlier, I think the easy thing to go to do is to go back to his first spell at Rangers because it was very good players. And you forget about the team he's in now because we've maybe we've not won trophies. Let's be honest about it. But as I say, that, that Todd Cantwell for me, and in my team I'm playing him on the left. If we're, if we're doing a kind of four four two, if you want to say it, but he, he's out in the left for me in my team. But I just he's the first guy in a long time I've seen that reminds me of a Barry Ferguson. He's got swagger. He's got confidence. Take the ball in dangerous situations. They don't like him. He doesn't like them. Doesn't care what he says, noises folk. I just think he's got. I think he's got it all. I'll be very surprised if we keep hold of Todd Cantwell after next summer. And unfortunately, that's the business model we need to work to. But while he's here, let's enjoy him. For me, I just think when I watched him last year, Scotia, especially the tail end of the season, I just thought, what a Rolls Royce player. He's only 24, 25 as well. We're going to get the best out of him. He's got European football coming. I've watched him in pre-season video scores. He looks ready to go. I think he's a fantastic player, Todd Campbell, and I really think he's not not to disrespect the rest of the Rangers players on the team we have at the moment, but he's miles ahead of some players we have. Miles ahead. That's why he was touted at going for 30, 40 million a couple of years ago in the Premiership. We will lose him, unfortunately, but hopefully we will get big bucks for him. So, yeah, Todd Cantwell for me. I know they've not played long together, but Saying that Ryan put Arthur Newman in, so I can put Todd Cantwell in. So there we go. Sorry for that, Ryan. <laughs> no, like I say, it was interesting when I seen you seen the, the team come through um, from you earlier on today, um, because um, Carney, I'll come to you for this one. This is a player that's played with Alan McGregor the most amount of times. Um, at its, its time at uh, Ibrooks, and I was really surprised um, that. Well, I don't want to spoil things, but. I was again certain that this was going to be picked by everyone. Um, who else have you got in your midfield, Mister Stephen Davis, mate? Mister Stephen Davis, uh, again another another player that I 
consider myself privileged to have been able to see play for our club um, twice. And play for our club twice. Steve Davis is another one that epitomises everything. Maybe not in the same fashion as your Barry Ferguson, as your Alan McGregor, um, but a guy that is the the most ultimate of professionals that you've that you've probably ever seen play for us. Um, I think he's an incredible football player. Um, a real joy to watch him. Um, and as I say, in both his spells, I think it's. It's heartbreaking the way that his his career's coming to a close at Rangers. Um, uh, obviously, with that with his terrible injury that he had, I think that's a a, a real sore one for him. Um, quite probably quite difficult for him, I would imagine, and probably he thoroughly he definitely did not deserve um, deserve to end it to end it like that. However, from what we've seen of him, I loved him. Uh, I absolutely loved him. Another player that I just thought you are you were you were born to play for this football club, uh, and I, I say I, I can't. I'm shocked. I'm shocked if I'm the only one that picked him out the three the three of us that um, he's um, he, he's in my team. Um, I've absolutely no doubt in my mind. Really, it was him and him and Barry were the first two names on the team sheet. Really. But uh, yeah, uh, an absolute glorious football player, um, a tremendous football player, a guy that's lived and breathed the dream, um, and he's done it twice. Um, so yeah, for me, it's absolutely there was no doubt that it was um, Barry and Barry and Stephen Davis in the middle of the park. Yeah, um, Ryan, come to you. Have you got any difference? You can either give me. Well, I know one of them is who we've just spoken about there. So you can speak about him, or you can throw us in your your other kind of midfielder that you've got there, whatever whatever you prefer. Yeah, I've got Stephen Davis as well. <clears throat> I thought that was an obvious choice. Um, his first period probably was, for me, I, I didn't fall in love with Stephen Davis the way I did in his second period. I was kind of like, he's a good player, but wasn't really over enamoured with him, to be honest with you. And then he came back and he seemed to have just, I don't know if maybe amateured with Stephen Davis, but I, I appreciated him so much more in his second spell. I think he played two different roles for Rangers. Um the spell that he came back, there'd be so many games where we were chasing a goal and whether it was Gerard or, or Broncos or whoever would bring him on. And for me, I always had in my head, he's a sitting midfielder. Why would you bring Stephen Davis on? I just didn't understand the substitution when Rangers were doing it. And I think it was a game at Fur Park one day and Rangers were, must have been drawn one each, something like that. It wasn't like it was the only last season or the season before and Stephen Davis come on and we were chasing a goal. And the reason he gets brought on is because he controls and dictates a game. He's such a clever player. You put him in the centre midfield and he'll dictate the tempo of that game. He'll dictate how fast the midfield go, how fast um, the, the opposition go. He just, a Rolls Royce of a player is a, probably an understatement. He's a, he's a joy to watch when he's in, in his top of his game. And he's a, just a fantastic signing for us. And to have him twice and bring him back in, in his prime is was just is an unbelievable signing for us. I think it was Gerard that brought him back. And then, yeah, he played, as you said, he played the most games with Alan McGregor and that, that says it all. They won a lot of trophies together. And I just, I, the only thing, as Carmen says, is, is the way his career's ended. I'm, I'm gutted we're all going to Alan McGregor's testimonial <coughs> um, tribute match, whatever you want to call it, next Tuesday. Stephen Davis deserves one. If, um, if he doesn't get one when the, the, the decision's made, what's happened with his career, where he stays a coach, whatever happens with him he should get some sort of tribute match where it goes to charity because I'll certainly be there because he, again, is, comes under that kind of... I say I don't use this term much, but we are on a special podcast for a special team. But he comes under legendary status for me. Um, Scotia, I think Stephen Davis is top drawer and 
a Rangers fan again, which is a common denominator in this team at the moment. Yeah, no, an absolutely cracking shot. And like I say, I, I was expecting them, him to be one of these selects selected by everyone. Um, Ali, I'll come back to you. Like I say, depending on how you want to sort of set up your team, if you're playing like Cantwell out on the left-hand side there, maybe yours is more of a 4-4-2, but the way I looked at it when you sent it over, it looked more like a 4-3-3 in terms of sort of certain players you've got there. Who was one of the other players in the midfield that you you selected? Yeah, I kind of, the reason I didn't put Davis in my team, Scotia, was because of that reason you just said there. In terms of the balance of my team, it was either for me, in my team, it was either Barry Ferguson or Steve Davis, fine for that position. And I, I did Barry Ferguson. Can't argue with Steve Davis. He's fantastic Rolls Royce role model. Um, but the guy I'm putting, I've got, I've got Cantwell left, kind of Barry Ferguson, obviously, in the middle. And the guy beside it, Barry Ferguson, for me, um, Rolls Royce, I midfield. I thought he was brilliant. I was delighted when we signed him under uh, Walter Pedro Mendes. I think he was an absolute baller. Did he score crap goals? Fantastic goals. The goal he scored at Parkhead, probably one of the best goals I've ever seen at Parkhead. Barry and just play a fantastic goal. He was just he was a special player. Scotia played for Tottenham, played for Portsmouth, but he came up at Rangers and. Um, I just thought he was a Rolls Royce. And again, a heart back to Legends games. He plays in these Legends games as well and just dictates games. <laughs> He's just a Rolls Royce for me, um, Pedro Mendes. But some of the goals he scored, from, I remember a goal he scored uh, against Inverness, struggling away up there and scored a screamer. Um, like I say, that's all he scored was screamers. But uh, Mendes beside me, beside Barry Ferguson, because I thought the two of them were fantastic together. Yeah, no, great shout, great shout there with Mendes, a great player. Again, maybe just the, one of these unfortunate ones that he wasn't there long enough with McGregor over the, over the piece to maybe cement him for many people, but no, great shout. Um, Ryan, come back to you then for your kind of other kind of midfield player here that you've selected. Um, keeping keeping up with the theme in terms of your selections already, but can you tell us who that is? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you. Is, I think, do you know what? I think they definitely played at the same time together, right? I know that. So Albert, hear, is it? Hear me out. Hear me out. I think McGregor either went to St Johnston or Dunfermline or both at this time. But they were definitely in the same the Rangers team. And it was at Michael Arteta. Because Michael oh, Arteta right. is one, one of yeah, the best midfielders right. I've seen at Rangers. And I remember McGregor being a young goalkeeper. Whether or not he got a couple of appearances, I don't know, in the cup. And Arteta was maybe just coming back to injury. <laughs> but I think Arteta, Arteta was definitely at the quarter club at the same time. Um, yeah. two, two years, I think, there was the, the, Arteta was there. Michael Arteta was a brilliant player. I'm going to take him. I'm going to put him in there. I'm just trying to build a, a world-class team, guys. Just let me get away with it. Um, I think I was. And in, in, in your defence, mate, when I was doing some research, I think they've had. I think they have played on the same pitch together for Rangers. I think you're right. No, they definitely. No, no, it was like the last. I think it was the the last six. I think probably maybe one of the first seasons the the split came in. I'm sure they played right. a couple of games towards the end of the 2003-2004 season. So they definitely definitely have played with each other. Yes, no. I remember it fondly. I remember it fondly, Scotia. I really do. I mean, you can tell that those days were the days that I was full of a, a certain uh, brown wine coming from a green bottle. Um, but obviously there are other um, horrible alcohols out there. Um, Arteta was, again, as I've said with Queller, when you watched Arteta, Arteta was a player who you thought, if we hold on to him for six months, I'll be happy. 
he was world class when he wanted to be. I think sometimes maybe we were playing the likes of Dunfermline away or, or St Johnston or whoever. He sometimes maybe wasn't in the mood, but sometimes in Europe maybe pinged the ball about straight away. A young young man came from Barcelona, world class player, and, and obviously went on to have a fantastic career. And he seems to be not a bad manager either. Um, so I was trying to think of players under advocate and uh, and just after advocate under the police, sorry. Um, and after that, for me, he went in there as a kind of world class player. So another cheeky pick for me, but um, yeah, after that. Well, well, it's perfectly, perfectly fine, perfectly fine. Um, Carney will finish up the kind of the midfield position because we, after this we kind of move into players that are more attacking. They could maybe play in a four-four-two, maybe a wee bit different, like a four-three-three. But who was um, your final pick in the middle of the pitch? So I, I do. I want to change who I picked, me. I do, uh, and I, I, I do want to agree with Ali. I'm afraid and say that it probably should have been Pedro Mendes I picked there, but I kind of hummed and hawed and I went for all all guts and glory, mate, in the middle of the pitch, and I picked Kevin Thompson. Again, probably going back to probably going back to the Baguera reasoning for it. I just love Thompson. I, I just love the fact that he used to sharpen his, sharpen his studs before he went on the pitch. That's the way it seemed anyway. He was out to take absolutely no prisoners. A guy from the minute that he walked in the door, and he said it himself, the minute he walked in the door, he just completely understood what Rangers was all about. He's probably not a Rangers fan. I think he's more a Hibs fan than anything else, but a guy that completely understands our club and can't talk highly of our club now. Um, as he appears on RTV, he's obviously worked with the club. And I think he's a. I've I've said for a while that I think he's a. If if his managerial career goes the way, um, if it goes the way that he would like it to go, then I could see him being a, a being a Rangers manager in the future because a guy that completely understands our football club from top to bottom. Um, Thompson probably wasn't the most player full of flair, if you like, um, but a guy that I think you could depend on. It's a shame that he had the injuries that he did have. Uh, I think that's obviously, that obviously ruined his career slightly, but a guy that, if I was going into an old firm game and I could pick any midfielder to play uh, in a game that I felt that we needed to win, Kevin Thompson would probably be one of the first names on the team sheet because he would certainly let people know that they were in a game. So, yeah, I, I did hum and haw, mate. Um, I w- I'll be totally with you if you go with, with Mendes. I'm not going to lie because obviously it's going to fall to you here who 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 the last the last position is there. But um, I'll stick to my guns, mate. And I say I went for for guts and glory, and I picked Kevin Thompson. Yeah, you, you, like you say, there it's interesting. So we've definitely got Ferguson, we've definitely got Davis in that midfield, um, and then it does fall to me the pick between Thompson, Arteta, Mendes, or Cantwell. Now, again, just because I thought about this and wrote players down, I'm going to do it in that. I'm not, I should probably take some of your arguments into account, but I'm just going to go with gut feeling straight away. And Carney, you nailed it. My gut feeling would be to have Kevin Thompson in there. So I'd be going He knows where his bread's buttered. <laughs> <laughs> very harsh to leave out men there. Too yeah, defensive. To too defensive, a team. Yeah. Well, my attack will make up for it. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, the, 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 no, the attack will be an interesting one, Ali. I'm going to come at you first, Ali, because yours is slightly different than the what's been selected by the other guys. But um, let's get into that the kind of forward line. Who You can pick any one of the three that we've got here um, and take it away. Yeah, th- this guy could play in the right score, Shaq. He could play in a kind of 4 4 2 or slightly further forward, as you say. But I don't think anyone will have this guy. Some folk might. Slag me in the comments for it because he's maybe not a glamorous name. Came from Dundee to us, but he scored some big goals for Rangers. 
big goals against big teams. Natural and over for natural and over for me. I was just thinking for somebody on the right hand side about balance. He played out there quite a lot for Rangers. I'd go in over. A lot of a lot of forwards that have come into Rangers haven't scored big goals. You look who we've got recently, don't score big goals. Even go to Morelos, yeah, he's done it in Europe. He's not scored big goals. This guy scores big goals, scored against Celtic umpteen times, scored the penalty kick that got us to, to Manchester. Um he won the Scottish Cup with that goal that he looked over the goalkeeper. So he's, he scores a lot of big goals in that show Novo. And I don't think anyone will have him, to be honest. But he played a lot of games for Rangers. Again, a wee guy, Gallus for me. Bit of swagger about him. Didn't like them. He didn't like, uh, they didn't like him. But yeah, natural and over for me, Scotia. It's a wee bit of a curveball, I think, because I don't, like I say, I don't think any other guys will pick him. But I don't think he can fault this wee guy's work rate and big goals that he scores for Rangers. So um, natural and over for me gets a, a slot in my team. Yeah, no, a decent, decent shout. I think I don't again. Yeah, a decent shout. I don't think you can really disagree with that. Um, uh, the other guys, um, I'll come to you first, and I want your the centre forward of the, the three that you've kind of selected here because it'll, it'll be interesting to come on to the other other players you've got there. But who was the centre forward that you kind of went for in your team? Don't have picked Negri. Please don't have picked Negri. No, of course I didn't. I went for somebody long before Mark Negri. Rosenthal. <laughs> um, I went for possibly. I'm sure he came for free, so I, I'm going to I'm going to nail down with that one. I'm going to double down with that one and say he's one of the best free signings we've had. Is Dado Pozzo? Mm. Did he play? He did play. He played a yeah. maybe a season with yeah. McGregor. He was under yeah. under him. Yeah. So Dado Pozzo for me was probably over two. Was it? Yeah. That puzzle for me was a top a top signing from, from, from McLeish. For, I think McLeish signed, he signed a lot of players and he signed a lot of draws, but for me, Puzzle's probably his best signing. He was absolutely outstanding for Rangers. Europe, domestically, against them. He's strong, he could play centre-forward himself. He was a big man-wee man um, combination where, who Ali just said there, Novo. And he was just a joy to watch. Another player who fell in love with the club when he came here as a foreigner. He totally fell in love with Rangers. And he got it. He understood it, Puzzle. It's, it's a common theme in my team anyway that players that, that would do anything for the club to win on on, the, on match day. And I just love watching Dado Puzzle. He was brave. Got, he, he put himself about the pitch, physical, but he had a lot going on with his feet as well. He wasn't just like a big target man. He was a very clever footballer. Scored some lovely goals for us. And um, yeah, he was one that I kind of pulled out. I just pulled out when I was looking for players from years ago. Um, and thankfully, he did play well, McGregor. So I dad a positive for me is is my is my lone centre forward because my other two kind of are attacking attacking kind of wingers type winger type. So it'll be interesting to see what the other guy, uh, Carl and yourself have got. Yeah, um, no, a great shout with Dado Perso. Um, yeah, that was when I was looking through it. It was like one that I was seriously considering. Seriously considering. Um, it's probably a toss up between him and one other player, um, Carney. And that's the kind of player that you've opted for over Dado Perso. I'd probably say. Um, can you tell us all who that is? So my centre forward. Yes. Yeah, centre forward. Yeah. Um, Nikki uh, Yelovich. It has to be Nikita Yelovich for me. Um, Yelovich was an incredible football player for us, an inc- incredible striker. Um, one that I think when he came, there wasn't 
and, and I wouldn't say there was huge hype around him when he came, but it was someone that the, the fans immediately fell in love with, including myself. I think he's an, a, a great striker for Rangers, and I think that's praise. There was obviously a, there's a, a number of strikers that's, that's played, um, and also, I mean, I think... It would be rude for us, even though it'll it'll boil some people's blood to say it, but it would be rude not to mention Alfredo Morelos as well. Um, apologies if somebody's picked him, uh, but it would be rude not to mention him as well. But uh, Puzzle as well, I can completely get it. Puzzle was a, my favourite story about Dado Puzzle. Was, um, it was at one point he wasn't going to win a header. I can't remember who we were playing. And it happened out of the far side in front of the govern and the ball bounced up there and they realised they wasn't going to win the header. So instead of not winning the header, they decided to butt the guy. <laughs> just straight out, I'm just going to head you instead of heading the ball. He was a he was a great big guy, a great big player. I got another one that injury kind of ruined him. But anyway, yes, Jelovic. Jelovic scored many important goals for us and another guy that didn't really seem to score poor goals. Um, a powerful striker, a complete forward um, for me. And yeah, I, I've uttered the words before that before Alfredo, I think Jelovic was the last proper striker that we had in the team where you just had complete obviously I'm talking Morelos and his pomp, but um, Jelovic, you just had complete confidence in the guy to the guy to score. A shame his, his career after Rangers didn't really go into the heights that we maybe thought it would. Um, but in terms of a, a, a striker, and the, the names that I picked, he was the one that rose to the top. The names that I could have picked, he was the one that rose to the top. So I'll go for I'll go for Jelovic. No, very good shout, very good shout with Jelovic. And I think, see if it was a toss up between Jelovic and Perso, I think I'd probably just opt for Jelovic. Um, just you know, Perso maybe came to us a wee bit too late on. You know, it'd have been great if he was here even two years before he kind of finally mm. did come to us. Um, but both very similar players, I think. You know, I think that's what. You know, people like about both of them. Um, right, I'll come back to both you and Ryan shortly. We'll round up with uh, Ali fin- finalising his team. So you've only got two more players left to pick. Alistair, do you want to tell us who those two players were? My last one was the one Carney just went there in Yelovich. Um I was I, I was looking at puzzle. I was looking at puzzle and Yelovich, and I thought, no, nah, maybe not too similar, but I thought they were because there was another guy. So I went with Yelovich again. I think, I know Morelos has been good for us, mainly in Europe, but I don't think we've had as good a striker since Jelovic. Yeah. I'm hoping uh, Dessers could be that man. But I don't think we have. I really don't think we have. It was it was a pity when he left, but where we were at the time, we needed money. I think he had to go at that point, so it was a pity. But down at Kilmarnock, he scored three kicks. He could score any type of goal. I just thought he was brilliant. So yeah, it um, yellow bits for me. But the, the last guy, oh, it was difficult. Scotia, I hummed and hard. But then again, I, I, not a glamorous guy. I not a glamorous one. If you want to say again, but you can't argue with stats. Uh, Ryan's pal down Ryan's neck of the woods in Ayrshire came from Kilmarnock. Chris Boyd disregarded his second spell when he came back, but his first get spell won us league titles. Walter didn't use him in Europe really. Didn't really use him in bigger games and only scored once against Celtic. But in terms of your hips, your hearts and these type of games, he scored lots of goals for Rangers and won us league titles, the amount of goals he scored. First um, spell at Rangers, going by Wikipedia, this could be wrong. Um, <laughs> 143 appearances, 101 goals. That's phenomenal stats. Um, 
not a glamorous one, if you want to say, but he puts a ball in the back of the net. And that's what you want, a striker that puts a ball in the back of the net. Chris Boyd does that for me. So, yeah, my final pick is Chris Boyd. Yeah, no, Boyd's a, a cracking shot. And I think if I was pushed, it would probably be one of my my selections as well. But um, I, I wanted to just finish up with your kind of team there because we're going to come back to Scott and back to Ryan to get their final two selections. And they both picked the same players. And I was looking at it going, that's a bit strange. I can see Carney going, that's a bit strange as well. Um, but I don't think there's any arguing with them. So, Ryan, we'll let you pick one of the one of these two players first and Carney can speak about the other one. But um, who was one of the final two positions that you've opted for? Oh, I'll pick the left wing one, if he doesn't mind. The reason I'll pick the left wing is because it was another player who I had probably... I didn't, re- I didn't rate him really that highly when he signed with us. I thought he was a good player um, with Hearts and, and I knew that he, there was rumours about him. Kind of f- he favoured uh, the other the other mob when he was younger. So I had a kind of young, immature head on me and didn't really back him that much. I think when I really appreciated this player, it was during COVID when we were all sitting in our houses and there was reruns of 2003, 4, 5, 6, whatever it was, of games that he played in Europe. Scott, uh, Scottish Cup games against them and he was unbelievable the assists he got he told them to shreds and broke their hearts in 1999 the 2nd of May uh, and it was Neil McCann Neil McCann is easily one of the best signings I've seen Rangers make from Scotland I thought he was outstanding I, I, I probably said it through gritted teeth when he was actually playing with us because I was a bit better but um, Nah, he, 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 totally, he totally won me over, Neil McCann. And, and when you look back at what he was like, if you watch any footage, how many assists he got, um, some of the crosses he put in just landed on players' heads. And I just kind of think in my team, we're having puzzle. If, if Neil McCann's crossing balls into his had a puzzle, I would imagine Big Puzzle's going to score a few goals in that team. So Neil McCann was my kind of left-hand side of puzzle pick. Did he play with McGregor, Neil McCann? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Ten minutes or something. He played at least twice. At least twice with him. Twice. Yeah, twice. It was again that that forfeit. That forfeit game. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Can't be. Played that. Alistair, you've got to do your research, son. You've got to do your research. Go do your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you listen, listen, Ali. When the, when the, the boys sent their teams through, like had sent his through them over the weekend there, and I'd seen strikers at first, and I was like, oh, that's really good. And then I had to go in and look to see actually how often these players played with McGregor because it was a wee bit of a surprise. Um, so clearly, um, Carney, you've picked Neil McCann as one of your, your players, but yes. to wrap us up there, because this will be a player that um, Ryan also decided to or Who is the, the final player that's taken his place in your guys' team? Yeah, just quickly on McCann. I, I'm exactly the same as Ryan. I was underwhelmed when we signed him and he, he kind of blew me away. He really did blow me away. I think he was a tremendous player for Rangers. Honestly, one of the best wide players we've seen since since God. Uh, honestly, I think he was, I think, I just thought he was incredible. He just had everything about him. He was in the right place at the right time so many times as well when he was breaking these runs through the middle and he was an, a, quite a hard player to track. And um, yeah, Neil McCann for me was definitely... Uh, definitely sided, and I, I was about to say before we started that I took the I took the a, a wee a wee look at Ryan's uh, rule book and try to find the, the bits in between the lines. And yeah, even the last guy, even the last guy I'm about to pick, that's still I think only two appearances. Uh, but the the final player in my team uh, is Ronald De Boer. Ronald De Boer is, in my opinion, the last world class Rangers player 
to to play a player to play for us to play for Rangers even Ronda Bull was absolutely class I mean in every shape shape and form uh, and I just, I was thinking more of as well with Jelovic and the Boer roaming around the box and you've got Neil McCann breaking through and chipping balls to them getting balls to them I thought that's a frightening front line that really is um, the Boer was um, I, I, just a great player just an absolute great player and his stats as well for Rangers overall are, are more than decent they are, they are more than decent a guy that had been there, done it all and bought the T-shirt and he ended up playing for our club. Uh, he did, however, he did wear the worst Rangers top I have ever seen in my life with that Diodoro one. I hated that top, man, more than... I've, that's one top actually I didn't buy because of how much I hated it. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, one with the collar with a stupid print on it? You know exactly what one I'm talking about. I hated that top, man. Uh, but anyway, that's not taking anything away from the player. Um, Ronald DeBoer was... Just up there, up there with one of the best forwards I've ever seen at our club. An absolutely tremendous player, could score anywhere, left foot, right foot, head, didn't really matter where, uh, and his assists weren't too bad at all either. So yes, my last player, mate, and good choice, Ryan, is Ronald De Boer. Yeah, De Boer, like you say, I think I've counted at least four games where he's played alongside um, I'll take it. Same as Mount as his same amount as his brother as well. So if we're going to if we're going to be going down those rails, I don't know the Frank the Bear one. Was Welcome to the one as well. <laughs> yes, but no, that, that, thank you. But that'll do is that's us gone through the, the team. So let's just kind of recap on the self-imposed rules that I've stuck on this. Um, the team that we as club as tw- at twenty two have come up with together. It's a team of obviously McGregor and goals with Tav, Weir, Queller, and Papach, Ferguson, Davis, and Thompson. With an attacking lineup of McCann, Yelovich, and De Boer. I definitely win. I definitely win. That's near enough my team. Apart for the two centre halves, that's my team, isn't it? That's that's brilliant. Yeah, pretty much it is. Yeah, Carney, it is. And like I say, it's just because those rules. I was very surprised when I seen that both you and Ryan had both picked De Boer and mm-hmm. uh, McCann because I think great, I, minds. My, great I, minds, Ryan. Great minds. Great minds. My forward lineup was probably more akin to. Ali's way, Boyd and Novo, and dare I say it, I even thought of someone else. There's a few other players. Don't don't ruin the podcast, Kosha. Don't don't ruin the podcast. Don't ruin it. There are a few other players, but obviously we've went through. There's a couple of players that I think deserve kind of honourable mentions. Uh, Scotty Arfield, you know, an awful lot of team that um, he's played with recently. Perhaps the reason we're not picking him is because there hasn't really been a great level of success in terms of trophy. With the team that won before, so we're probably going to look back more fondly to the team, the early 2000, late 2010s kind of periods. Um, but no, that'll that's fantastic. That'll do us for tonight. Um, like I say, everyone, if you just want to tell us your team in the comments as well, do you have any any differences? Are you having Ryan throwing in Cloudy Arena into his starting lineup? <laughs> Are you having Ali playing with Cantwell? Tell us what you think, and um, just thanks very much for your time this evening. And firstly, thank you, Alistair Pearson. No problem. There was me thinking I was throwing a wee cheat card with Cantwell and they two below me and putting in guys for 1954, whatever it is, that played for the Rangers. <laughs> Donald the Bird and, and um, Neil McCann. No, fantastic players. One guy I did think that you might throw in, Scotia's for, I believe, up the top line. Came here at the tail end of his career, but Rolls-Royce as a, a player. Puts the ball in the back of um, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Surprised me with somebody that they mentioned him. But no, great chat, Alan McGregor. Looking forward to being back at iBooks next Tuesday, the first game back. Finally, it is a sellout as well for Alan McGregor. 
Um, can't wait for it. So, uh, no, good chat. Yeah, no, cheers. And um, thank you very much, uh, Ryan Haymarch. It's uh, interesting looking at see looking at some of the players that um, Alan McGregor played with very early on in his career. There's some youth names in there that I have, can't even remember of hearing. Um, there's players like Jordic that he played with for one game and some of the, some of the draws that he played with when um, he was here. But no, it was very interesting doing that. So um, thanks very much for your time. Yeah, really enjoyed that, boys. Probably one or two lazy picks in there for me and, and nostalgic picks, eh, if I'm being honest with you. Me just trying to remember when the last time I really, really enjoyed watching Rangers and seeing if McGregor was about then. So that's probably the crossover there. Alan McGregor deserves this game next Tuesday, guys. I'm looking forward to it and I'm sure he's watching this. Eh, pleasure watching you in the Rangers. Alan McGregor, cheers, boys. No, yeah, thank you very much. And finally, thank you very much, Mr. Scott Carney. It was quite enjoyable tonight. It was me. I shocked at me and Ryan picking uh, McCann and uh, where I am. I thought I thought I'd I thought I'd dug deep there, mate. I thought I'd dug deep there to get them to. And Ali, that's what happens when you do your prep on the back of a fag packet and on a notepad, mate. Uh, but no, honestly, I, I, an absolutely great chat, um, brilliant chat. I thoroughly deserved um, a pod like this for Alan McGregor and something slightly different as well, mate. But very good idea, Scotia. I really enjoyed it, and I, I'm. Look forward to seeing what people put in their comments about what their team would be. But yeah, um, Alan McGregor's testimonial is just around the corner, so um, I'm sure it's going to be pretty spectacular, and the guy thoroughly deserves it. It's been a, a privilege, an absolute privilege to see McGregor play for, for this team, not only once, but twice. So yeah, um, thank you everybody, and thank you Scotia. Yeah, no, thank you. That was excellent. Really appreciate our time this evening, lad. Um, obviously, don't want to timestamp it too much, because I don't know exactly when this is going out, but we've got at least just over a week away until we're at, we'll be be at the game for the uh, Alan McGregor testimonial. Um, we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and you all have a good evening.